are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Monday, March 28th, 2022, and this is Locked On Mariners brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day here on Locked On Mariners. I am your host, Tiny Gonzalez, joined as always by my co host, Colby Patnode. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. Be sure to also check out our Patreon where we talk about the Mariners even more and also get into some non-baseball talk twice a week. New episode dropping on there for our Tier 2s and 3s later today. Visit Patreon.com forward slash Control the Zone for more information on that. If you are interested and want more of us on today's episode of Locked On Mariners, MLB Pipeline has dropped their top 30 prospects for the Mariners farm system. We're going to react to that list and tell you our thoughts. And then today we'll not only be starting our position by position preview of the Mariners roster by looking at their rotation. It's also flag week here on Locked On Mariners. We'll tell you what that means later on in the show, so be sure to stick with us for the next 30 or so minutes. And if this is your first time joining us, welcome to the show. If you like what you hear, give us a follow or subscribe wherever you listen to this. We greatly appreciate it. So, as I said just a moment ago, the uh, MLB Pipeline Top 30 list for the Seattle Mariners organization has been released. No surprise here, Julio Rodriguez at the top. Novi Marte, kind of surprise, is at number two with George Kirby being number three, but that's how it was for the 2021 list. Emerson Hancock at number four, Harry Ford, number five, Matt Brash, number six, Levi Stout, number seven, Alberto Rodriguez, number eight, Edwin Arroyo, number nine, and Gabriel Gonzalez rounding out the top 10 for the Mariners here on Pipeline's list. Some other uh, noteworthy uh, placements here. Colby, what stood out to you the most about this list? You know, the top 10 is pretty much what you would expect, give or take a few uh, a few swaps I would make. I would have Kirby ahead of Marte, I think. Um, Same. But it's, it's, it's close, and you certainly understand why they might value Marte a little bit more. Um, I think they're still of the belief that he has a shot to stick at shortstop, and I don't think that's possible at this point. So mm-hmm. uh, yep. we'll see how that goes. And, and Kirby's just so close, and and you know carry such a high floor um Mm -hmm. ford over hancock maybe i you know i I might consider doing that uh here just because hancock again would shut down again um but these lists were made probably weeks ago and so eh, we'll see um outside the top 10 you know uh i'm still surprised people don't seem to get adam mako i mean granted he is 11 so it's not like he's you know way down the list here um that's a really good arm who's primed for a big uh, breakout season uh don't love Lazaro Montes at 14. Um he's a very Same. he's a very good bat but he hasn't even played a game yet. He's 17 and and he's pretty and He's probably also bat. going to be a first baseman at the end of the day. Yeah. Like I mean don't get me, like I've heard some uh Jordan Alvarez comps which if he is then he's going to be higher than 14 before he makes his major league debut. Uh but again, he's he's 17. He hasn't played yet, and he's just mostly an all-bat comp. He's going to end up at first base or DH. Um, so I just I wouldn't put him over a guy like Connor Phillips, who comes in at 15, um, who certainly carries some really really good upside there. Uh, mm-hmm. 
the other thing that really stood out, Bryce Miller is uh, too low at uh, at twenty four. Uh, fastball yeah. up to a hundred miles an hour with yeah. some pretty good uh, spin rates on it, and uh, pretty good off uh, pretty good off speed stuff. Uh, needs to throw strikes and a guy that's going to rise quickly too. Yes, uh, needs to throw more strikes. Um, but uh, I believe he'll get a he'll get a good shot to start. He'll probably start the year in Modesto, maybe maybe Everett. Um, and uh, if he throws strikes, he can move up the ladder very quickly. Um, and I would not be shocked at all if he made his debut out of the Mariners bullpen uh, later this summer. It's it's that good of stuff. And the upside there is, is frankly. It, it might be top 10 upside in the entire organization. Uh, that That's mm. what I think of Bryce Miller. Yeah. Some other things that I, I personally take an issue with as well. Sam Carlson, also way too low at number 29. Uh, there are not 28 prospects better than Sam Carlson on this list. There just aren't. And yeah, he's had injuries and stuff. He's still 23 years old, though. And he's... Yeah built muscle he's healthy it's just freak athlete yeah yeah um one ten no uh not at 26 i still think that he could be a a solid reliever at the big league level i've kind of lost all optimism for him as a starter um i think the mariners probably have as well we'll see um but yeah i, I just i don't think that after the year that he just had he's the 26 best prospect in this uh in this farm system white mills still like yeah he's at the major league level he's probably going to be a part of the mariners opening day bullpen um you know there's some stuff to like there but he's just eh, he, he just for me personally i'm not huge on relievers on on ranking relievers high in uh in any farm system list especially for a system like the mariners and also i just i don't think that white mills is one of the the best relief prospects in the Mariner system right now. I, I, I just don't. Um, Kaden Polkovich, he's, he's interesting, but I just, I don't think that he's 25 on this list. Uh, Kate Marlowe being 18 is way too aggressive on a, on a 24 year old who hasn't played above double a. Like, I know that he just won the minor league hitter of the year for the Mariners and all that stuff. He had a great year, but still he's on the older side he might end up having to play first base at the major league level. We'll see. I just, uh, there's, there's a lot of stuff that I'm very hesitant on being, being really aggressive with him for Connor Phillips is way too low as well. As you mentioned, number 15, no, um, Connor Phillips at, at the, at worst is the 11th best prospect in the, uh, the Mariners system right now. Um, I just, yeah, I, I mean, like I get it, you know, there's a lot of really intriguing names here, you know, but Edwin Arroyo being number nine, I don't see it. Uh, Gabriel Gonzalez being 10. That's fine. I, I know, you know, there's a lot of people that are really high on him. Melkar Perez being 13, you know, that that's fine. We've talked about Melkar a lot. The one good thing about this list is they, they finally cooled off on Zach Deloach a bit. <laughs> they had him at what? Six. Um, yeah. for in the in the last list in, in the 2021 list he's now at 12 i think that's a better spot for him that's not to that's not to discredit zach deloach by any means um but i just i i feel like there's a likelier path to him being a fourth outfielder than an everyday guy 
And so when you talk about some of the other guys that are ahead of him here on this list, uh, it's just there's there's a pretty large gap there. Um, overall, though, I mean, it could be worse, I guess. <laughs> you know, I just there, there's some there's some tweaks here and there that I would make. And there's some guys that they're way too low on, I feel, and some guys that they're way too high on. Um, and all, you know, of course these guys have to analyze 30 major league ball clubs and their farm systems to, uh, to build these lists. It's only a handful of people that are making these lists. And, um, you know, so I get it, the, you know, not everything is going to be super accurate. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's a couple areas here where I go, eh, yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, these lists are always a little, little, um, overvalued by the general public anyways. Um, you know, the MLB pipeline has something to sell you always remember that. Uh, so they have reason to rank players, not so much in how, how they like them, but how likely they are to be right. You know what I mean? Like they're always, they're going to typically favor a, a safer guy over, you know, a guy with higher upside, they're going to typically favor, um, age over skill. Um, I mean, Wyatt Mills is 27 years old and he hasn't established yeah. himself as a big leaguer. You know, Cade Marlowe is, is an interesting player. Don't get me wrong. And, and, you know, there are players who just, you know, they, they break out late, but he's 24 years old and he's never taken an, an at bat in double a. Yeah. Also just the, the general lack of, um, 2021 draft picks in here. Where's Colin Davis? Mm-hmm. Where's Will Fleming? Like those guys are definitely top thirty guys in the Mariners system. It's certainly over really guys. Yeah, certainly over guys like Wyatt Mills and Juan Tain. Um, yeah. Even even possibly guys like uh, Michael Arroyo and Martin and Martin Gonzalez. Like I I think they're both really interesting prospects. Um, I. I don't think I would put them inside the top 25 like they have them here. Um, but, hey, you know, it's it's nice that there's these debates and we're talking about guys not even on the list when, what, five years ago it was you'd recognize the first three names and everybody else you're like, isn't he a reliever? <laughs> like the Mariners' top 30 yeah, list. Yeah, like, like 12 Seth, relievers Seth Elledge in the top yeah. seven or something. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, it's still in a good spot and they're going to continue to add, uh, you know, Celestine is coming down the pipeline. They have a, a draft coming up uh, in July. So, yeah, I mean, Julio will probably have graduated by then and maybe Kirby. Uh, Brash almost certainly will have. But uh, yeah. the, the they've done a good job of structuring their farm system so that, you know, these waves are, are coming at, uh, at the right time. And they're just kind of filling the gaps. And it, it's how you, uh, you know, it, it's how you build – a great uh, farm system. It's not, you're not always going to be number one, um, but rankings, honestly, for farm systems, they don't matter. You just have to produce big leaders. I mean, the Cardinals never have a very good, never high, never have a very high ranking in their farm system. And yet for pretty much all the two thousands, they've been the most consistent team. So, and they just mm-hmm. crank out good player after good player after good player. So, uh, mm-hmm. Yes, the Mariners pro- Giants pro- as well. Yep, uh, the Mariners probably have the best farm system in baseball right now. That is going to uh, drop when Julio and Brash and Kirby and when these guys graduate. That's probably going to drop 
But A, it's not going to drop that far uh, because they've proven that they can acquire really good talent through the draft and through international free agency. And also B, that's a good thing because it means that those guys are coming to the big leagues and they're succeeding. So um, that, that's at the end of the day, right. that's what we care about, right? And you mentioned Bra- uh, Matt Brash just a moment ago. He's probably going to be in the Mariners' rotation, especially after the start he had yesterday against the A's. Whew, that was nice. We're going to be previewing what Brash is going to bring to the table along with the rest of the Mariners' rotation come opening day in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Bet Online. After months of playing, college basketball has determined the top teams for the Final Four and will determine this year's national champion this coming week. And BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, you name it, BetOnline remains the best spot for all your latest sports developments, including podcasts and reviews for all the leagues this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games so head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action bet online where the game starts you're listening to locked on mariners thank you again for making us your first listen of the day just like you do here every day and just a reminder to check out locked on mlb prospects host lindsey crosby is a prospect encyclopedia and he's going deep on the mlb stars of tomorrow it's free and available wherever you get podcasts just like us so we are starting our position by position preview for the mariners we got 10 days to go until opening day and we're going to start in what i would consider to be in order with the starting rotation colby i think we have to start here with the the big ticket name that they got in free agency that's reigning al cy young award winner robbie ray what are you expecting from ray this season i'm expecting him to you know, maybe fall back a little bit. Um, I, I don't think he's going to be bad, but I think expecting him to just repeat his, his 2021 uh, asking a lot. Again, it's not that he can't do it. It's just that he probably won't. Uh, that doesn't mean that he's is going to be bad by any stretch. I still expect uh, him to be a, a very strong uh, number two in, in the grand sense of, of baseball. Um, I don't think he's an ace. And I, I mean, there's only like five of them. Um, and I, I don't think that he is a uh, – I don't think he's a one, and there's only about 10 of those guys as well. But I think he's a very solid number two, and and uh, he's a guy who can go head-to-head with, with those type of pitchers that I talked about fairly regularly. Um, but, yeah, he's going to strike guys out. He's going to have an ERA. My guess will be somewhere in the mid-threes um, instead of the, yep. the 2A4. Um, but I think it's going to be closer to like 3-4. Uh, and I, my guess is his walks will creep back up to around – three three and a half uh as opposed to the uh 2.42 mark he was at last year which was by far a career low yeah uh i could still see him going sub three on the walks just with the mechanic changes that he's he's made i think that's pretty sustainable and repeatable for him um you know obviously walks have been a huge issue for him aside from from last season uh but yeah like you said he's gonna strike out a ton of guys that's always been a consistent thing for him. That's not something that just showed up last year. Uh, he's going to be one of the league leaders in strikeouts, I would assume, as long as he makes all of his starts or close to that. Um, 
you know, he's going to give you quite a few innings. I, I, I think, you know, the, the thing with, with Ray that, that makes his arrival so nice is that he gives you some sustainability there at the top of your rotation. He gives you some level of dependability there as well. So that I'm very excited to see uh, just kind of how that uh, levels everything out for, the, for everything else out for the uh, for the rest of the Mariners rotation. They just they've really lacked having that guy at the top, uh, someone that can go toe to toe with with the best of them on any given night. Uh, so let's move on to to Marco Gonzalez here. Kind of a rough season for him last year, a little up and down, uh, some some injury stuff. He also had the birth of his daughter and, and a lot of stuff happening with him uh, during the season and even before the season with with Kevin Mathers comments, of course, and, and all that. Not that that impacted him in, in any way, uh, except for maybe annoying him for like a day or so. Uh, but um yeah, what what do you think about Marco? And uh, how, you know, you you expect him to to bounce back, maybe stay where he's been, uh, get back to where he was. What do you think? Uh, I think Marco's going to be closer to the twenty twenty Marco Gonzalez than the twenty twenty one. You know, twenty twenty Marco was was probably the best we're ever going to see him. Um, it's a shame that it was a shortened season and he only got to make 10 starts because uh, if he had been able to sustain that level of production over a full year, he's probably a five-win pitcher that year. Um, but I think he's going to get closer back to it. Uh, I, I think 2019 is honestly a pretty fair expectation. 2018, 2019, sure. Marco, um, you know, just, just for reference. In 2019, Marco made 34 starts, pitched 200 innings, uh, ran a 399 ERA, a 415 FIP. Uh, and posted a 3.6 uh, F4, which uh, I, I think he can do. We've seen Marco already start to um, – he, he's throwing some different breaking balls. He's changed that up a little bit. He looked really good um, in his first outing. I believe he's set to take the ball today um, here in a couple minutes um, for his next outing. Uh, he looks he looks good. Uh, and obviously we know Marco is a worker and a grinder, so I, I would highly expect that he's going to get back to being a three-win pitcher this year. Mm-hmm. And he's in a spot now where his value is is more in line with what it actually is. You know, he's not the the guy at the top of the rotation. He's not the number one anymore. At least that's what we presume. And um, but I mean, even it, it doesn't really matter how they line it up. And at the end of the day, he's not the best pitcher in his in the rotation anymore. And I think that's that's a good thing. That's especially a good thing for the Mariners. Now let's talk about Logan Gilbert, who might. I mean, you're pretty high on him. I'm very high on him as well. I, he he might shoot up to the top of this rotation as well, just in terms of rankings. He had a really impressive start the other day. Uh, what do we, you know? We talked about it on what was it Friday show or Thursday show? The start that he had against the Guardians. What are you expecting from Gilbert in his first full season at the uh, big league level? I think we're going to get a, a pretty sizable breakout um, from Logan Gilbert this year. Um, by the way, side note, I don't know if you, if you find this interesting or not, Ty. Uh, mm-hmm. Robbie Ray is only four months older than Marco Gonzalez. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would not be able to guess that when you, yeah, uh, when I, you put those two together. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I still think Marco is like, oh, yeah, you know, he's 27, young veteran. And it's like, oh, no, he's 30. He's 30 now. Um that's but anyway, yeah. Anyways, um, he, do, yeah, he doesn't, and he doesn't have the dad energy yet. Robbie Ray has the really. dad energy. <laughs> Robbie Ray's peak dad energy. It's probably why him and Scott get along so well. You know, they trade Barkley secrets. 
<laughs> on, on, on flights. That's did, gonna did you see uh did you see that video that the Mariners posted today of him getting his like little MLB the show oh, award the diamond from Paul Seymour? thing? Yeah. Yeah, and uh Scott came over and gave him a little fist bump. Such a yeah. such a dad. Such a dad. So wholesome. <laughs> um but yeah, I, I think Gilbert I think that there is a more than fair shot that Logan Gilbert ends the year as the Mariners' best pitcher. Um we certainly saw what he did last year and it was very good especially for a rookie who was basically operating on one pitch. Um, we saw him get get his first, you know, uh, cactus league start and, and it was, it was pretty good. Uh, the, the slider is, is sharper and it, it's, it's fast. It's thrown harder right now. Uh, I think his slider was sitting 88 to 91 in his first start. And last year the slider was about 83, 84. So it's, it's almost like a cutter now. Um, and he's completely changed the change up grip. And we saw a few of those, in the outing and, and it was, it was much better, much more consistent. So um, Gilbert is a thinker. He mm-hmm. is an analyzer and, and he is, he put in the work and it's, 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 uh, it's already paying off. So I, if you're asking me which Mariner is most likely to have a four win season as a starting pitcher this year, it's Logan Gilbert, I think. Ooh. Nice. I like it. Um, by the way, Robbie Ray is actually taking the bump today for the Mariners, not Marco. Um, so that should be fun. Probably Mark. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's lining up prob- and that and that lines up, right? Because Robbie Ray is lining right. up right now to yes. start opening day. Yeah. Yesterday was the Mark five. number two. So, yeah. 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 And then I, I would assume that the uh, the day after is going to be uh, Gilbert, Gilbert right? Because we saw, we saw Flexen after on Gilbert. Saturday. So, yeah. Probably yep. Gilbert. Yeah. Okay. So, let's talk about Chris Flexen. Uh, obviously, I'm, I mean, he was the, the Mariners' most consistent pitcher last year, starter at least. How do you feel about him in his second season now that the league has a, a full book on him? Still feeling pretty good. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting. Flexen's only 27 years old, um, which, you know, might surprise some people. Uh, we saw... It, the weird, I, I'm not convinced we've seen the best Flexen can be in terms of stuff. Um, I think there's this idea that Chris Flexen is just kind of like, you know, eh, just a guy goes out there, knows how to pitch. Part of that's true, but part of it is, is that Chris Flexen actually has some legitimately good stuff. The cutter isn't terrible. The fastball, we saw it get up to 96 miles an hour in a few starts last year. Uh, mm-hmm. The curveball and changeup, it, it seems that he'll have one of those one day, and we're not really sure which one it's going to be. But both of those pitches, when they're on, they're at least average, maybe even above average. So I feel like, you know, we, we sit here and we say, hey, you know, Chris Flexen, oh, he's going to regress. Oh, he's going to, you know, he's the big worry. And I I don't see it that way. Like, he's never going to be more than he is, which is probably, an, a, you know, a weak number three, a really strong number four. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't I, – I think he'll regress some, uh, as most pitchers do, coming off of a good year. But I still yeah. feel pretty confident that he's a two and a half win guy. Maybe he repeats his three win performance last year. Um, I'm not convinced we haven't seen the Mariners can't get another another half a grade out of a pitch or two, and, and he takes a step forward this year. Actually, so um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't expect that, but I wouldn't be too surprised if it happened. And then lastly, the number five spot. I said earlier that it's probably going to be Matt Brash, especially after what we saw out of him yesterday. George Kirby also pitched after him. Uh, not sure if he's going to make the opening day roster. I, I would think that he probably starts the season in AAA. Plus, he's not on the 40-man roster like Brash is. 
Um, Justice Sheffield might also factor into that equation at some point, maybe make a spot start here and there. There's some other guys that could potentially make a spot start at number five, but what's your, uh, what's your overall thought on the, uh, the one spot in the rotation that for now is locked in for, for brash, but could be, uh, could alternate over the course of the year. The, uh, I, am going to say it's, it's brash, um, mm-hmm. to start the year. And then I think, I think they're probably going to send Kirby down to AAA, uh, and I think they'll probably use Brash as kind of an opener and, and piggyback uh, Justice Sheffield. I, th- I think that's probably what they're going to do. Um, I wouldn't be super shocked if you know Kirby made the opening day roster. Forty uh, man issues aren't really a thing for the Mariners right now. Uh, mm-hmm. They're at thirty nine, and of course they're going to put Evan White and, and uh, Casey Sadler on the sixty day IL, um, and then obviously guys like Kevin Padlow, Donovan Walton, they, there's plenty of guys that you can DFA um, without causing significant harm to the rest of your roster. So uh, 40 man spots aren't that hard uh, to get if you're a Mar- if you're the Mariners right now. So I don't think that's going to be a deterrent. I, I think it's more about just keeping, keeping Kirby in a spot where you can kind of manage his innings, his workload without um, sacrificing, you know, hurting your major league team. Essentially. So I think it's going to be Brash and Sheffield kind of sharing that number five spot. Um, but I, I would say there's probably a 20% chance, 15 maybe, that they just carry Kirby as well. And then Kirby and Brash kind of are the de facto number one to get or number five together. It could happen. It could happen. All right. So let's talk about some players that we're pretty excited about and we believe in and we're going to be rooting for this season in just a moment but real quick a reminder this episode of lockdown mariners is brought to you by built bar this is the time of year that i've pretty much given up on all of my new year's resolutions that is but not this year i'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to built bar and it almost feels like it's not really a resolution because i actually enjoy eating them Now, all Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. They're low-calorie, high in protein. So replace your candy bars with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. So go to Built.com and scroll down to the macros chart. You'll be blown away. High protein, low-cal, high-fiber, low-carb. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. And there's so many amazing flavors they have to offer. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. Mmm, just sounds so good. Now, go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order. Use promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order at Built.com. So, Coley, you had this idea of making this week Flag Week. And what that essentially means is we are going to go episode by episode over the next five days and pick one player each that we are planning our flag on that is going to be our guy this year. So since it was your idea, I'll let you start and make the first pick. A rule that we're going to abide by here is that we cannot pick the same player that that one another has picked. So it's all got to be unique. We're going to be picking 10 guys, five apiece over the next five episodes. Colby, go. You're up. 
Well, since we can't repeat, I want to make sure you don't steal my guy. And I think we all know who my guy is. Um, it's Luis Torrens. Uh, Torrens is a guy who can, who's, he's going to hit. I feel pretty confident about that. He's going to have for some power. He's going to crush lefties. And we've seen him behind the plate this year. Uh, and, and cr- granted, it's spring, um, but he has caught quite a few innings so far. And it's been okay. Like, there are some times where you look at that, you watch him, and you're like, eh, not the most natural mover, not the most gifted framer. But we haven't seen the egregious pass balls, right? We haven't seen errant throws. We haven't seen mental lapses um, from Terenz. And, and for the most part, he's been indistinguishable between Raleigh and, and Murphy. So I, I'm feeling pretty good that he's at least a, a 40-grade catcher, um, which is all he needs to be. So Terenz catching two two days a week, maybe three on, on the occasional week. Um, and DHing three or four times to- or two or three times a week, he's going to get 400 plate appearances pretty quick. Um, and I think he's going to hit, you know, 250, 330, maybe close to 500. Um, mm-hmm. doing a lot of his heavy lifting against lefties. I, I just, I feel like, I feel like a lot of people are like, you know, Terenz is, oh, well, he can't catch, so he's worthless. We've, we've actually pretty much heard that exact same thing. Um, or they're like, oh, well, yeah, he did it once, but he can't do that again. And I'm, I'm buying the opposite of both. I think trends can catch enough that you can put him on the bench as a backup and be fine. Um, and I think the bat is, is good enough that it should be in the lineup, you know, four or five days a week. So I'm, I'm buying into what we saw from Luis Terrens at the plate last year. And I'm buying in at what, to what we're seeing behind the plate, uh, so far this year and what we saw behind the plate in 2020, um, yeah, I just a lot of people forget that he was good enough behind the plate when he first came to Seattle. They just think of the last twenty games he caught for the Mariners last year and how bad that was. So uh, I'm mm-hmm. I'm in on Luis Torrens. Well, Colby, I, I I think you can probably guess who I'm going to pick before even saying Sam it. Sam Haggerty. <laughs> Is he still in the organization? Yeah, he was. He made a start the other day. I was like, oh, oh I did didn't he? Realize he was oh, wow. Still here. <laughs> yeah, not on the 40 man, I don't believe. But uh, yeah, he okay. made a start the other day. I think he got a hit. Oh, how about that? All right. Uh, well, I'm picking Matt Brash. Yeah. Look, I mean, anyone that's listening right now, did you watch the game yesterday? Well, maybe you didn't because it wasn't on Root Sports. But if you got to watch the game yesterday against the A's, oh my, Matt Brash looks special. You're talking about mid to high 90s fastball paired with one of the nastiest sliders you'll find. I mean, it's automatically going to be one of the best sliders in Major League Baseball as soon as he makes his debut. There's obviously some concerns about, you know, command and and everything, but I believe in Matt Brash. And I'm going to actually make a bit of a prediction here. For the last few months, we've been talking about Frankie Montes and, and Luis Castillo and Tyler Malley and Sean Manaya, Chris Bassett, et cetera, guys that you we had hoped the Mariners would fill out their rotation with instead of going with a Brash without a Kirby, et cetera. I'm going to say that Matt Brash is going to finish the year with a higher F4 than at least one of those guys that I just mentioned. How about that? And this year, I think... If you're looking for someone that's kind of like what Tanner Houck was for the Red Sox last year, I think Matt Brash is that guy. Hopefully you can provide some more innings though than Houck did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's certainly possible. Um yeah, I'm big on Brash as well, but uh 
obviously since we can snipe each other now we don't have access to each other's list um, <laughs> had to come out of the gates with guys that we didn't want the other person to steal because yeah brash mm. is is a good one and oh, I, you didn't I have you, to worry about me taking louis terence i know i know you hate louis terence but i also worry that you might just have been spiteful <laughs> and took taking them just so i couldn't so i had to get that out of the way sure. today so sure. Uh, sure yeah louis terence yeah, is so. coming home baby <laughs> I do, to to be fair and, and all jokes aside, you I, I am actually, I you actually am very excited for Louis. <laughs> I'm very excited for him. I, I think he's, he I think he's a really all. good header. Also, by the way, he looked good catching behind the plate yesterday. Yeah, it was fine. I mean, there are some borderline pitches that don't go your way, but also, I don't think, and that just happens. Yeah, I also don't sometimes. think either Ty or I are qualified enough to say that's a pitch framing issue or that's a blind umpire issue most right. of the time. So. Yeah, it, it, it's he's been fine. He's been fine. Playable. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And frankly, I think that's all you all you really need right now. All you can really ask for at this point. Maybe tomorrow we'll talk about the Tom Murphy situation because I, I, I have some thoughts on that. I also have some thoughts on, on Cal Raleigh, who uh, Dallas Braden yesterday on the A's broadcast thought was Steven Souza Jr. You know, known left-handed hitter, Steven Souza Jr. Very, very <laughs> similar profiles. Very, very, very similar. They're basically the same guy. <laughs> I mean, I got to say, man, but, the, the Cleveland broadcast and the A's broadcast the last few days have been terrible. So It's been rough. It's going to be nice when we can consistently have games on Root Sports, which... I don't know why that's not the case in spring training as well. It should be, but uh, apparently it is. It is not. Uh, they should probably work on fixing that and giving us more games on Root Sports, especially for folks that don't have MLB TV, right? Like I have the, I don't know if I would consider it a privilege, but I, you know, me being in Toronto, I can watch all the Mariners games on, on MLB TV. So that's not really an issue for me. But for the folks that don't have MLB TV, because all of those games would be blacked out, should probably put more games on Root during spring training just saying anywho on that note that's going to do it for our show thank you so much for joining us here on locked on mariners for colby patnode i'm tidying gonzalez be sure to give us a follow on twitter at lo underscore mariners you can follow me at dane gonzalez that's d-a-n-e-g-n-z-l-z and colby at cpat11 that's c-p-a-t-1-1 you can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode thank you again for making us your first listen of the day just like you do here every day now make your second listen of the day locked on mlb where paul francis sullivan and please call him sully brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues president pass it's free wherever you get your podcast just like us so have yourself a beautiful baseball day and we will see you tomorrow peace